athletes and friends, welcome to the Woven Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and this is my co-host. What's up, everyone? It's Stevie. And we are here to champion the athlete's mental game before, during, and after their athletic careers and performances. So let's jump in. Woven Athlete community, welcome back this week to a new series that we're putting on. Uh, today we're launching a series called Resilient Humans, and uh, we're going to be talking about how athletes are inspiring the world. Uh, we see athletes accomplish so many amazing things physically and through Woven Athlete and just the different athletes that we've talked to. It's a more amazing to even see what they're accomplishing mentally. Uh, from the inside out, we're seeing the transformation take place. It's been amazing of an experience to be a part of. And today you get to hear uh, from our first guest in this series, Stevie. Who do we have? Yeah, today we have First Lieutenant mm -hmm. Compton from the Marine Corps on the show with us today. Yes. She is in the Marine Corps. She was named Female Marine Athlete of the Year in the Marine Corps. And she, previously to the Marine Corps, she was a D1 softball player. But right now, currently, mm -hmm. while also being in the Marine Corps, she is also a bobsledder. Bobsledder, baby. Which was really cool because we don't talk to too many bobsledders. So no. that was <laughs> that was super fun. I'm not super familiar with the sport, so it was really fun to be able to talk with her about it. And in fact, when we were interviewing her, she was at the Olympic Training Center in New York getting ready she's training with hopes to be in the 2026 bobsled team for the olympics so super rad. Really cool. i think uh you know we say in hopes of making the team this you know first lieutenant uh compton is so uh she's just got so much drive she is i mean ever since she's come out of the college scene of being a d1 athlete she has just been on a non-stop journey of accomplishing mm -hmm. different things physically and uh this is a good reminder this episode is a reminder of just to work hard, it's a butt kicker. It's um, one of those things that will get you back in motion uh, physically and mentally. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear from this episode today. Uh, before we jump in, one last thing I wanted to share uh, as a part of something that uh, Riley has partnered with uh, down here in the Southern California, San Diego area. She's partnered with the Travis Mannion Foundation. Mm -hmm. And what they are hosting this year is a 9-11 Heroes Run. Yeah. And that run will be on um, September 4th. Mm -hmm. And it's at 8.30 a.m. down here. And uh, myself, Stevie, uh, First Lieutenant Riley Compton, we will all be out there in support of our fallen heroes. Yeah. Uh, just to never forget the sacrifice that they did for this country. And so uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. So if you're here in this area, meet us out there. Yeah, we'll put all that information in the snow notes. Snow notes. Snow notes. Show. <laughs> it's so hot. I wish there were snow was notes in the show notes. Awesome. Let's do this. Let's do it. First Lieutenant Compton, how are you today? Oh, it's awesome. It's a beautiful Sunday out here in New York. Really excited to be on with y'all. Oh, yes, it we're is. It's a, it's a sunny day out here in the West Coast as well, San Diego. Uh, you're familiar with this area because I believe this is where you're uh, stationed at. Up yes. in the north, north side, up in uh, Pendleton up there. So are you currently stationed in Pendleton, but just doing work in New York? Or did were you in San Diego and you got relocated to New York? 
So my husband and I are both stationed in Camp Pendleton right now. So it's like a three year roughly rotation. So we've been there two years. We still have about a year left. Okay. And then I'm training center right now in Lake Placid, New York for some training with bobsled. Olympic training center. Super that's rad. amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, everyone's going to be curious now. Bring us up to speed on, on what you're training for and what your goals are for uh, this training. This is year three of me in bobsled. So wow. I have big goals. I'm trying to make my first national team for bobsled and eventually work my way to try to being an athlete in the 2026 Olympic games for bobsled as a pilot. Everything that I do up in, up until this point has been to get me here, um, you know, competing, getting after it and trying to be the first female Marine that's done. So man, that's I feel like if anyone's going to be, uh, you know, bring in the competition, it's going to be, you know, someone who's been through the Marines and, and gets that uh we have a i have a friend that competes uh she is epic she's got like five kids her, her name's Faye, and uh she's crushing these spartan spartan challenges and stuff like that i i seriously she's like the toughest person i think i've ever met yeah so it's really inspiring i love being around marines i even uh wore my uh, <laughs> oh, I saw that. you saw see, i love you know, it i came ready I, you know i i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie first lieutenant uh that i oftentimes am like dude could i hang with the marines could i could i hang with he them? does <laughs> i'm always like maybe like for the, what's that i said maybe not too late yeah i know well, I'm, 30, <laughs> I'm 33 so i'm probably too old now we have waivers oh <laughs> oh you do i was curious about that because i feel like we've met people who have joined the military late but then i've also heard there's an age cut off so I, I wasn't sure how that that worked oh yeah mm-hmm. well um, stevie so looks like uh she can recruit me and she can get a bonus she'll get a bonus for that right if you recruit me or something like that so i'll just, we'll just... <laughs> shake your head no, <laughs> no but uh maybe i'll part of the pay see come on man let's do this no i uh yeah, I, I compete and do all kinds of endurance stuff and then strength stuff. So whenever I see you guys training, first of all, my respect and hat goes off to it. And uh, so thank you for serving our country and putting your life out there to serve others. It's a great sacrifice. And so uh, that's why we wanted to have you on so bad to ask questions. Woven Athlete uh, is, is really just tackling mental performance and uh, talking to pros and specialists but also talking to the elite athletes and people like yourself who are just traveling down that alley. And you're, it's cool because you're like, you're on your way to stepping into a different arena of athleticism. Like when you say uh, you want to be an elite athlete or a pro athlete, uh, that's one thing. But when you say you want to be an Olympian, like that means that your time and dedication is like, it's just so locked in. You're talking to coaches, you're representing the country. And uh, and so before we jump more into that, though, uh, something that Steve and I were curious about with you is um, kind of let's backtrack to um, becoming a Marine. It's <laughs> becoming a Marine is to me, in my opinion, like it doesn't just it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's not like you know, I've, I'm in really good shape right now. I would say not like bragging or anything, but even now, if I were to say, I'm going to join the Marine, there's still like a little bit of a like, Oh, factor, like, okay, I'm going to join the Marines. But I like, I know this isn't a walk in the park, but Mm -hmm. like 
so like for you what's what events uh physically mentally leading up to saying yes i want to become a marine when did you know um what what kind of athletically physically and mentally what events in your life kind of led you in the direction to saying this is happening i'm becoming a marine thinking about throughout my life and the way i was raised and everything i think there was a bunch of telltale tell signs that i look at now that i'm like oh yeah i definitely would have been on the path to join the military but my parents and me and my friends didn't necessarily know it at the time so growing up i played softball my whole life my dad was a professional baseball player my mom was a hard-working businesswoman so you know, I got the best of both of them in the sense of my mom, you have to pursue athletics or academics and be really well at that. And my dad, you have to pursue athletics. And so because of that, I felt like I developed myself as a complete athlete. Mm-hmm. And um, my I grew up in the Midwest in Indiana, very patriotic. We love our country. We love our service members. Neither of my parents or direct family necessarily served in the armed forces, but I grew up which is so much respect for the sacrifice that they made. And my dad was a really big fan of the Navy SEALs, especially when that started coming out in like the 2010s. A lot of stories about like that, Lone Survivor, Chris Kyle, um, the Buds training videos. So I was a little girl and through sports, we would relate it to the military. So we, were, my dad and I would read books. We would have conversations about what it's like to go to war and playing softball, going to my war at the plate, the training and stuff that we would look at. But I, I say this all the time. I never saw a female in a military position. So I never just in my head pictured those two together. I, I saw myself as working for the military and trying to help you know, with this war on terrorism, 9-11, I was four. I don't remember it, but I, I saw the effects afterwards. and I can recall those events. So I thought, okay, I want to be in a position where I went to school in DC and I got a softball scholarship to go to George Washington and I can help the military by doing stuff like intelligence or something like that. Mm-hmm. And my freshman college, I'm 18. And within maybe four or five weeks, I met a Marine recruiter And I just loved everything he had to say and the challenge and traveling and pushing yourself and having to be physically fit for work. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'll always be in shape. I've been an athlete my whole life and I like mental discipline. And like my dad and I had already been talking about that. My mom, you know, pushed me to get a high academic scholarship. So I knew that I had the capacity to study tactics and learn and everything like that. So I would say at the time I didn't know it, but the Lord was just grooming me slowly and slowly and slowly up until that point where I'm like, Oh wait, like this is something I I could do, but it was a big leap of faith. Like I said, with not a lot of female presence, especially in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't a place where I was like, Oh, I definitely belong there. I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be hard. And I wanted the hardest branch. I wanted the hardest physical fitness standards in order to get the best out of myself. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. That is uh, that's how it is. Wow. That's how, that's what it takes is like, you know, looking at, looking at what you've led up to. And it's so cool. Your, your dad and mom both being so pivotal in uh, the direction that you're going, um, you know, us raising two kids right now, it's like, man, the conversations we have and the things that we say to them all are impacting, like what's happening now is predicting mm-hmm. and impacting what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool that you've had that experience well with your parents. Um, so Fast forwarding to now, you're you know in boot camp. You are going through the first stages. Um, what was your 
did you meet your expectation physically uh, and mentally? Were you kind of like, okay, I'm ready for this? Um, how did you feel your first year being in? I would say I didn't know what to expect necessarily. I mean, you're going to the unknown and you know they're going to yell at you. You know you're mentally going to be tested. You know you're not going to sleep. You know you're not going to eat. It's mm -hmm. one thing to know that. It's another thing to live that. Mm -hmm. It's another thing like emotionally exhausted drained don't really have a super trust like you're not with anyone you know you don't have your phone like you it's just you with all these people around you and it's survive yeah. and you can tell yourself oh i'm gonna act a certain way i'm not gonna be emotional because i'm tired i'm not gonna be um you know hungry and not be able to focus you know you can tell yourself all that all you want but <laughs> when it comes down to it you know you're gonna we're selfish in nature we're gonna start to fall apart a little bit or act a little bit more emotional or snap quickly at a, at a teammate or so I think from meeting my physical fitness standpoint absolutely like that was some of the most challenging training because what's expected of you and everyone around you is a stud and, you know it's not like oh you know I'm on a college softball team which I you know I was I was a d1 athlete I'm like I should just roll through this like it was still challenging like yeah. there's I did not finish first at and I was like I'm not used to that so you know, being my butt kicked because I have to be all around, like they say, the jack of all traits. I have to be able to put 100 pounds on my back and go at 2 a.m. hike 12 miles. And I have to be able to turn around and run a really fast three mile. And then I have to turn around and be able to do 12 pull-ups. Like it's just, you have to be good at everything and you're bound to be bad at something. You're bound yeah. to have a weakness somewhere. And mm -hmm. the name of the game is to be average at everything. <laughs> so something that you're good at, but not have something that like you absolutely cannot do. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part is, okay, you can be super fast, but if you're too lightweight and that hundred pounds in your back is going to crumble you, well, mm -hmm. you need to get weight on. So mm -hmm. for females, it's a little bit different based off of people's body shape, height, weight, sure. a little bit more than generally, and that just have to do with like body composition and everything like that. But so from a physical standpoint, yeah, from a mental standpoint, oh, it, it rocked me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have so much mental discipline you know, college athlete, same thing. Like, do you want like, Oh, I got this. Like I play softball. It's you fail 70% of the time. I'm good. And to not eat, to not sleep, to be in complete uncomfortable areas and zones and sleeping outside and not talking to your family and, um, having to make friends and, and trust them mm -hmm. is not a task. So no, in all ways, it absolutely gave me exactly what I needed. It gave and I loved it because of that. I was like, this is so hard. This is so challenging. Like I crave, like you, you hate it in the moment, but as soon as it's done, it's the most rewarding thing. That's like, dang, I got to do that again. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel like that experience? Cause you, like you said, you, you grew up with the experience of like gnarly discipline in both physical, like athletic world, as well as academic mm -hmm. uh, and like mindset world. But then and then you grew up and then you had to experience at it as a D1 athlete. And so you felt like you're top of your game in that. But then you get put in this um, scenario as in like Marine boot camp and you realized, oh, I have so much growth to mm -hmm. experience. So how do you feel like that has now helped you in the realm of athletics, being an athlete? Because you're no you don't do you don't do softball anymore, right? You now do bobsledding. 
Yep. Uh, which I want to get to in a little bit. I want to know your journey to that. But before we get there, how do you feel like that experience in Marine boot camp has helped you as an athlete with your mindset? So I went to officer camp school twice. So the route I took, I didn't do ROTC. I didn't go to the Naval Academy. So I did a summer program PLC, which I split it up into two six week courses. So I went twice to our boot camp is just called officer candidate school. And that elevated me as an athlete. Hands down. I always was used to being captain. I was always used to leading. But what I learned there, and the most important thing is it's not about you, it's about the people around you. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have your stuff together, if the people next to you are failing. So I have to be so squared away that I have the capacity to help the people around me to elevate and lift them up. And I think as humans, we're inherently very selfish individuals. And it's about me, me, me. And when you're in the Marine Corps, and you're at officer candidate school, it couldn't be more opposite. If it's about you, you're going to fail and you're mm-hmm. going to let everyone else down and you're going to get everyone else killed because you're only thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time where I took a step back and I'm like, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter if I finish first. It didn't matter if like I finished a physical fitness exercise or I helped on an attack if everyone else behind me was dead or everyone else behind me didn't get it done. So I'm going to bust my butt to get done everything I need to so I can give a helping hand here because goodness knows I'm going to need that helping hand. So we all succeed. And it yep. really is a function. And that took my mentality to the next level going back to athletics and taking that back to my team is, Hey, we're not, we're not getting shot at. We're not, you know, it's not a combat zone, but Hey, you're struggling academically in this class. I need to be so on top of my academics so I can have an hour to help tutor you or talk you through or teach you good study habits mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Hey, I know that you have a problem showing up to practice on time. So I'm going to make sure that I clear my schedule so I can show up to your room 20 minutes early. And we walk in there together because if mm. you're late, I get punished too. And mm. stuff like that. So it's just a mindset shift. It's, it's making you think, Oh, am I only thinking about myself all the time? And how mm. is that helping my team? And so what if I'm good, if we're all together losing? Yeah. yeah. It's so you go figure too. Uh, what you're saying about like, it's not about me. It's about like making sure everyone is succeeding on my team. Yeah. Um, if you type in like how to be mentally healthy on Google, mm-hmm. like top five usually in that like search engine is going to be like how to get better mentally is like go out and serve others, mm-hmm. go out and make others lives better. Yeah. And that'll instantly make your life better. Yeah. But it's so funny how like we find it in the most intense tactical training on mm-hmm. the planet. Um you know, it's just, it's really cool how that is, how it's almost like a value that's been embedded into your being as a Marine is that it's not about me. It's about us and Mm -hmm. we succeed. I'm succeeding. Um, it just totally pours into being a successful athlete, both physically and mentally, which is incredible. Um, you know, the Marine, uh, Marines have very strict uh, values and disciplines that you could probably name off. Um, from those, are there any specific mottos that you've picked up? I mean, there's the Marine, there's mottos that you guys have, <laughs> which you could share with us. But then have there been some mottos that have kind of developed in these last couple of years after you finished going through the beginning of the Marines and now stepping into Olympic stuff? Um, what's the motto for the Marines? And then what's the, kind of like a life motto uh, that has been kind of carrying you through? It could be a verse if you mm. read the Bible or whatever, whatever that looks like. What has been something that's kind of been your thing? Yeah, I'm a really strong Christian. 
I'm only here because God called me to be here. The Marine Corps, he absolutely, like I said, God was grooming me the whole time. He, he came and presented himself at the time that it was needed when I was able to take on the Marine Corps. And same thing with bobsled and softball and, and all of it. I would say the Marine Corps, we have a lot of mottos, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, our dog based off of honor, courage, and commitment as yep. those being three main focus points. For me, I really love the, there's a book and there's a guy named Travis Mannion who was a, the Travis Mannion Foundation and all this stuff. Anyways, he was a Marine and, and he died in combat, but his saying and that I love and my dad actually, and I use this in softball is, if not you, then who? Mm. And I really just love that because I always thought, you know, if I don't do it, then who else is going to do it? And I, I see it too many times, kind of like this bi-centered effect, but also this effect of the Marine Corps, you know, and in and, and, and sports and everything. Like, if I don't do it, well, then who is going to do it? So mm-hmm. uh, in softball, that was, hey, I'm going to stay late and I'm going to take care of my field. Because if I don't do it, then who else is going to do it? You know, if I don't take a risk and I don't go and put myself out there, then who else is going to do it? How is this going to get done? If I don't step up and have that hard conversation with some of my athletes that need to hear it or teammates that need to Marines, anything and give them the honest truth. Then if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? And taking that step of saying, no, I'm going to be the one to step up. I'm going to be the one to lead and I'm going to be the one to get this done, whatever that looks like. Mm. And on the flip side of that, you know, I also am an extremely strong Christian. There's a lot of verses that I, that I really like cling to um, and look at and a lot of it, but I, resonate on and recently is Joshua 1 9 it talks about being strong and courageous mm-hmm. Lord and not being fearful and I think it, in the Marine Corps and my husband and I are both dual military and bobsled and softball and college athletics fear is so crippling and it just can absolutely grab grasp a hold of you and and prevent you from doing what God calls you to do and so with that you know I, they kind of go hand in hand if not me then who and then hey be strong and courageous do not be fearful for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go mm-hmm. and so that allows me to like say that to people that are Christians and people who aren't and kind of get the same thing across. Yeah. And that's something that um, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm fearless. Uh, that's not true. You know, like I, yeah, there's, I have limits too, but I know that with the Lord beside me that he's, he'll guide me to where I need to go and redirect me mm-hmm. uh, accordingly. Yeah. Um, as you were saying that, as you were repeating the verse, people can't, see this we don't have video available for for people yet but um so people know when you said that i watched your demeanor change i watched your physical uh body language change and you went from being very serious to a very wide grin like you saw i saw a shift Mm-hmm. in you what was that what were you feeling what were you experiencing when you were saying that verse yeah i i think when i talk marine corps and I, yeah i'm like knife handing and we're getting things done and it's hardcore it's hardcore and then when i shift and i just hear about the bible i just am overcome with just like the holy spirit and just this like almost like chills in the sense of like i know the lord is with me and i there's so much comfort and it's just like the shalom peace that i know that everything's going to work out and everything's going to be okay and I truly have so much happiness and, and joy. And I look at the positive side of every situation because the Lord's given me so much yeah. and so many that how can I not give glory to him? How can I not mm-hmm. smile and be thankful of his promises that are true that I can attest to is, yeah. you know, I've experienced that yet, but it's, it's real. And he is there and the things that he can do in your life are absolutely incredible. And I have people all the time ask me, 
how in the world did you go from Indiana to get a D1 scholarship to DC to then, you know, go to the Marine Corps, meet your husband in the Marine Corps to be stationed, you know, now you're in the fleet, you're working hard. And now you just were named female athlete of the year. And in Bob's and you're pursuing the Olympics. Like, how does that happen? And mm-hmm. the answer I have to all people all the time, like, it's not just me doing this. Like I'm listening to where my father leads me. I'm listening to where he goes and I don't shy away from opportunities that can be opened up. And I'm not going to allow myself mentally and allow fear to withhold me from opportunities that presents itself. And that's so many, so many of the time where I see people fall short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. One person, you got to think about this too, is, you know, first Lieutenant Compton is going to step into any arena and usually it's an arena that's going to challenge her mm-hmm. a ton um, physically way. and mentally in every way. Uh, and as she can take the values that she's learned from, you know, the being in the Marines, naming, you know, a, a verse like Joshua one, nine, be strong and courageous and that joy uh, coming in. And the Bible talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, uh, you know, doesn't matter what environment you're in, you have to have your true statements. You Mm -hmm. have to have these statements that, okay, everything around me is the unpredictable. Mm -hmm. But what is known and predictable right now is that the Lord tells me to be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm. The Lord loves me. And he has a plan and a purpose for whatever the situation is right now. The reason why I'm here is to do something and to accomplish something based on what Lord, the Lord is doing in and through me. Mm -hmm. And so that alone can really level out the playing field where it changes your expectation of maybe I need to be first. Maybe this guy's going to beat me up. Maybe I don't know what the enemy uh, is doing out there on the other side. I know that my eternity though is taken care of right now and mm-hmm. that God living in mm-hmm. and through me, you know, that's why we, you know, the importance of woven well, athlete, we talk about weaving together psychology, nutrition, and physical therapy, but we always allow and want to continue to encourage that faith is going to be the number one thing that mm-hmm. weaves athletes and creates the strongest athletes is your faith. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to encourage you to be uh, all that you can be, you know? So, um, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. uh, I, no, I was just going to say, my dad always tells me that that's like my quote, like secret weapon is just my faith. And that's yeah. so athletes, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest. There's always going to be someone that is more in whatever category that looks like. And to be at this level and be surrounded by the top athletes is absolutely humbling. But one thing my dad always says is he said, the one thing that you have on other people is you have your faith and you know Jesus. And because of that, that's an advantage that people won't be able to see, mm-hmm. but constantly have. And not as in like, aha, no one else can have it. No, it's mm-hmm. that if I don't make it to the Olympics, I'm not going to be crushed. Mm-hmm. It's I don't win this race right now. My identity is not in this earthly possessions of placing of titles of injuries. I don't find my worth in those things. Mm-hmm. And so I walk away if needed or whatever the season looks like and still be content. Now mm-hmm. I'm, if I lose, I'm going to be pissed for a bit, but <laughs> yeah. oh Lord for the opportunity. You know, there's like that part of me, like I'm, I'm still a competitive person. Like I still Absolutely. hate totally. Um, but people sometimes don't get that. Well, like, how can you, how can you get over that? Or some people don't come back from certain adversity in sport. And it's like, well, because this isn't me. I don't, I'm not really the bobsled. I'm not really the Marine. Like I'm really a child of God and everything else goes after that. Yeah. There we yeah. go. That's come on. Sick. Yeah. That's so, cool. <laughs> so bring us into bobsledding. 
like it feels so random to me but it's also like to me it's I feel like it's probably like one of the most gnarly sports like you guys go so fast (laughs) down ice like that is not like you don't flip and be like ooh, cotton soft like you flip something that's painful if you crash so and and then you go fast but then you have to go like Okay. You have to go in with that's, confidence. That's one factor is how fast you go. But the other factor for me is like, is if I was like, Nick, you, if you were like, you should sign up and try to become a boss, I would, my mind goes straight to, okay, I have to have the strongest legs to push this bobsled <laughs> yeah. 100 yards. But like, it's not me just sprinting 100 yards or however long it is. It's me like, I would like go to the sand at the beach here in San Diego and just do like, repeats in the sand like pulling something to get my legs and thighs like up to speed that's all I know there's probably way <laughs> but like anyways to answer Stevie's question yeah um, oh, how, to bring us along the journey how did you come to bobsled you, you're only three years in but you've already been named female athlete of the year bring us into that you're on you're at the Olympic Training Center so it's only three years in, but it's being successful for you. So bring us on that journey. Bring us along that journey. God, like I said, had placed me in certain parts and it was working things that I didn't even know at the time. So when I was at George Washington, there was an alumni who played softball and her name was Alana Myers Taylor. And she is the most decorated bobsled athlete in the world. And she competes for you pilot. She's still competing to this day. She just won two medals in February. So she's a stud. For Team USA, you said? For Team USA. And she played softball at George Washington, where I did, as an alumni. Older than me, um, but she was alumni. So in 2018, she had won a silver medal in Pyeongchang. And they came to speak at George Washington and to the softball team. Because Alana played softball. And I was team captain at the time. And I remember my coaches telling me that I could present the award on behalf of our team to Alana. And I'm just listening to her. And I already knew that I was going into the military. I'd already committed, um, you know, just had to finish out school at this point. And I remember her talking about bobsled. And I hit one of my teammates on the side of me. And I was like, man, in another life, I would be a bobsledder because I'm quick and I'm strong. And so when we would do prowler pushes, I would be the first teammate done. I wasn't the fastest. I was one of the top fastest, but I wasn't the fastest. And I was one of the strongest, not the strongest in every lift, but overall. So when it came pushes and like stuff like that sit down like I was going to beat the fastest strongest people I'm about to smoke you and I was like this sounds like a dope sport and like you know I'm someone like I I've been skydiving I'm an adrenaline junkie to an extent and a risk taker I guess maybe a better term for that so when I heard her I was like man I had I really did I had butterflies and I'm like that's so awesome so because I had a connection I followed it but again knowing I had the military and everything so Long story short, I, I finished my military training. I'm in the fleet. I'm in San Diego, and I find out I'm not deploying, and my husband is. My husband competes at jujitsu, and I had just stopped college athletics and didn't have anything, and I was like, I need to compete still. I haven't peaked athletically. I'm getting bigger, faster, stronger. I'm starting to mentally get more mature. Um, I want to do something. So I was going to go for the Marine Corps softball team, and COVID shut that down. So I saw through social media that they were having an online combine for bobsled and it was online. So I call my husband, I call my parents. I'm like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. They're used to this. Uh, I think it's all the time. 
Riley, what is it now? I said, oh, I'm going to go off with the bobsled team. And they're like, can you just, you know, be a <laughs> for five seconds? You know, but my husband, my husband, Trevor, was so supportive of me. And he's like, all right, babe, like, let's do it. It's online combine. Let's get videos. Let's like test, see where you are. And we submitted that in. They accepted it. I convinced my command. My command was so supportive about Mouse 39. They're like, oh, they allowed me to go initially. And I was good enough to keep getting calls back and um, was able to compete my first year. And just that's all she wrote. You got me hooked. You gave me the bug. And now I'm like, all right, I'm trying to be the first one to do both. Wow. Dang. So were you on a, did what, who was holding the combine and how, like, how'd you get on a team if you had never done it before? I'm so confused. So you, yeah. So think of like the NFL combine, okay. how they have right out of college and they test them in like several different events. Yeah. Yeah. They're testing for like speed, strength, power, output through like 10 different events. So you get scored. Got it. Okay. High enough, then that will allow you to get pulled on to coming to a camp. Got so it. essentially, they me to Utah and they're like, all right, we're literally going to like push you off and see if you can drive and like figure it out. So we start from like halfway down the track. They're like, all right, you're going to do this and this and this. And you're just like, dude, I'm, I'm literally about to do this right now. Like you're, I'm about to go down and I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's just like sink or swim. And for me, I work well with that. I'm like, all right, I got to figure it out. So I figured it out and just moved my way up the track and then just continued to like progress and, and go and into where I was able to compete. But a lot of bobsled is difficult. You have to be, it. it's a winter sport, so it has to be in the winter, but you can test for certain physical fitness standards to see if you would even be good enough at the sport and so that's kind of how it works majority of the time team usa recruits bobsled athletes post college career so we have athletes that track and field soccer uh lacrosse volleyball softball um stuff like that so we'll pull people after very rarely do we get people that are a bobsled athlete their whole life because people are always like how do you do bobsled in california i'm like i don't (laughs) (laughs) and then out to the Olympic Training Center here in New York, or I go to Park City, Utah, which is where our two tracks are. Got oh, it. wow. That makes sense. That's yeah. cool. Man, uh, have you, I, I remember Lolo Jones making, uh, was that mm-hmm. for Bob, Was that for bobsled? Yep. yep. Cool. So have you gotten to train with her? And I have. That's really cool. Yes. So how's that? Uh, how's that? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Not just her. There's a couple other uh, Olympians as well from like track and field that have come over. Uh, we've had some CrossFit athletes. I know the CrossFit games are going on right now. A lot of tribes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's when I'm looking around here and I'm looking to my left, I'm looking to my right. And I'm like, wow, like I am with a top caliber of people. I'm with Lolo Jones, who's a freaking celebrity. You know, I'm with Kelsey yeah. and Colleen who are like top CrossFit athletes that have like a bajillion followers on social media, you yeah. know, like this joke, like I am surrounded with the best. And that's what I talked about earlier. You know, it's so easy to be like, well, I'm not fast enough you know i'm not strong enough i'm not you know feeling whatever you want to do but you have to kind of tune that stuff out and be like hey mm-hmm. you know, i'm just gonna grow where i'm planted and see what i can do yeah and you can you can easily wow. fall into that i mean i do it everyone does it everyone everyone deals with like comparison stuff you know whether you're looking at an app or you see other people training or whatever but then there's also the the positive side to that is that what is it the positive side, meaning being around people of that caliber, seeing their discipline, seeing their, you know, athletic achievement, what does that do for you on the positive side of like, I'm around other just out 
outstanding athletes. Is that, what does that do for you being in the, in a, in the same circle with those people? It, it elevates your game yeah. and you, you learn things from every, everything everyone else does and having people that have been top collegiate top professional athletes you see the way they train you see the way they eat you see the way they sleep recover and you can just pull little gems from yeah. each of them. oh you do this okay yeah. or you know this is how it goes but i always say like the better company you're around it's going to elevate your game no matter what and mm -hmm. if you are the best at everything and you're constantly surrounded by people that are not as good as you well then what's the fun in that you're there's no reason for you to push to get better so mm -hmm. being level athletes like that absolutely makes you want to elevate your game makes mm -hmm. you want to them and honestly just be humble and be like hey you're a freaking stud man like mm -hmm. help me what's your nutrition like what's yeah. your like and mm -hmm. to learn and, and elevate yourself as yeah. well because you're also walking resources yeah i i so believe in that i was i'm pretty sure you're familiar with nick bear um mm -hmm. he runs bear performance and uh and then also him and uh steve weatherford uh i don't know if you've heard of him either but they're both, you know, business owner, just crushing it in fitness and life with family and stuff. And um, something I like about people of of higher caliber is you're just going to get a lot more like, boom, this is what we're doing. I know like that for that person to be there, to be at the practice and like performing the thing, the nutrition leading into that, the sleep leading into that, everything that leads up to the starting line or the practice the person is so prepared and and they've done all of their homework they've done everything they need to um and i what i liked about what nick bear and steve weatherford were talking about in one of their podcasts was how at some point like once we hit our 30s or something like when i go to dinner with someone when i go to talk with someone like sure i love the small talk chatter all of that stuff you know but at some point i need you know that like I'm a man of value. I'm a woman of value. I am an athlete of value. And these are the things that um, need to happen in order for me to succeed and for you to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like um, you kind of land in that area as well? Not that it's like, it's not make or break, but I've been finding myself kind of wanting to have more serious conversations lately, just because like being around people like you or mm -hmm. the people we've interviewed is like, um, our lives are so short. We don't have uh tomorrow promise for us. And right. so conversation, I want it to be meaningful. What I'm doing, I want it to make an impact now. Um, have you found yourself um being more laser focused, being in this environment and atmosphere of the Olympics? Totally. I think time is our most valuable resource that we have. And when you start filling your schedule with things and you start prioritizing things the less free time you have. So when you have time for friends, you have time for conversation, you, you try to make it fruitful and not that you can't have small talk, you know, sometimes sure. just off, but at the same time, when I am calling my husband or I call my family or I talk with my teammates, you know, I'm very intentional in what I say in my time. I don't have a lot of it. So if we're going to talk about something, like let's get, let's get in the weeds of it. And I think being at the Olympic training center and, and being at this level of sport too, it requires you to be vulnerable and it allows, you need to allow people to know you because you're going to struggle here. You know, mm -hmm. you're putting a lot on the line. You're, you're pushing whatever it is off for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had to sacrifice time away from my husband. I had to sacrifice time away from my job finances. So it gets pretty intense and aggressive. And if I'm not able to have deep 
fruitful, meaningful conversations where I can be vulnerable and honest with people or get some of the stuff that I need, then I'm, I am just kind of wasting my time. And yeah. I also, you know, God put me here and is, is brought me to bobsled for so many reasons that I'm still trying to uncover and unravel. And some of those may be to lead others to Christ. So if I have opportunity, if I have a conversation with someone, why wouldn't I mention it without, you know, oh, you should become a Christian and it's awesome. But, you know, like bring it up in conversation or, you know, invite them to Bible study or try to have things that are meaningful to get to know them as a person. If they're hurting, if there's deeper things going on, because we all need it. And yeah. here it, it can be ruthless trying to fight for an Olympic spot when it's only once every four years. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. So 2026, we are mm-hmm. uh, we are how many years out? Four years out. Are we four years out? We're four years out. 2026. Yeah, yeah. I was so like, four is years. It? I don't know right. year it is. Wow. So uh how you feel? How you feel? You feeling ready? You feeling like you're gonna buy I mean <laughs> four years is a long time. Right, but there you qualify prior than four years, correct? So you can you train qualify or the year, you qualify the year before. Got it. Or like that that same year. So I'll um, technically 2025-2026 season. So I mean everything is setting everything up. And I tell people all the time, I didn't know until I've been in it. And the Olympics is something that it's three weeks and it's, you get one shot every four years. So mm-hmm. and happen for women, families sometimes happen. There's so much up in the air. Um, it's so hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so much time for an event that is like mm-hmm. a blink on the radar when you, when you, when you really look at it. So uh, my plan definitely is to try to go everything I can see, Good. see what the Lord has in store for me. And if that's my path, and if not, I'm going to keep doing what I love and mm-hmm. I love being here. And right now I feel like there's purpose for me here. So until he directs me somewhere else, I'm just yeah. going to, I can and try to inspire and, and just share my story along the way. That's beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. We're, we're, we'll for sure should be sharing this with uh, some other athletes and stuff. Um, you know, our series Resilient Humans is something that we're talking about. And it's cool to see how resiliency has been something huge in your story as far as, you know, just whatever challenge it is, we 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 face it. We go after mm-hmm. it, we chase it. And uh, for someone to put a goal out there that's four years ahead, that automatically goes, that's resilient. Like yeah. some people think, man, I've only got, you know, this short life, how am I going to accomplish this goal? Well, what if you put a goal out four years from now? Like if I wanted to be really good at golfing right now, mm-hmm. if I said in four years, I want to score all birdies or something like that, like, could I practice and train for it? Um, I think the long game uh, is, it, we have to look at time a different way when it comes mm-hmm. to resilience and setting goals and everything like that. And so uh, we are here, we're cheering you on. It's really inspiring to hear your story. Um, you know, for people to follow along on this journey with you, uh, you know, is it just easiest for people to just follow you on your story, uh, through social media? Mm -hmm. I try to stay off, like I said, the time balance, social media. So I'm only on one platform. So I'm only on Instagram Great. and it's at rye.compton. So my first name is Riley, but my nickname's always been Rye and someone already had Riley Compton. So, um, um, so you'll find me. It's the first one that, that pops up, not any of these fake accounts. Um, but (laughs) I, I, through there, I think it's a platform, but I just don't want to get bogged down with too many outlets, I guess. So I just try to keep it there. And, um, yeah, I always open any podcast when I, 
when I start to close, tell anybody if anyone out here is listening and they want to talk more about the Lord or bobsled or how to overcome adversity or anything. I actually always respond to people as long as it's not like a creepy pickup line. Like you will. Hear me. <laughs> so definitely just send me a message. Um, I truly think it's a blessing to mentor and guide people along the way. And sometimes just give people a little push in the right direction. Uh, a little push, you know. Intended with that bobsled. Wow. Okay. Well, cool. Are we going to see you in any other competitions before 2026? Absolutely. Yes. So the bobsled season. Yes, we have Olympics every four years, but there's a world championship every year. There's races every year um, that are actually starts in November, and it's coming to North America. So YouTube. Uh, I'll be putting oh, them out on my page. Yep. Oh, we'll yes. Competing we just, after it. We are so tuning into that. Yeah. I'm like, for sure, for sure going to be watching that. So, yeah. Awesome. That's well, so cool. first Lieutenant Riley Compton. <laughs> or is it first Lieutenant, first Lieutenant Compton? I'm always, I'm just going to ruin it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the Woven Athlete podcast and sharing your story and inspiring us. And we hope inspiring everyone else that's listening. Yeah. Thank you, Riley, so much. It's been such a joy to have you on. Thanks, y'all.